Time travel has not yet been invented. But 30 years from now, it will have been. I am one of many specialized assassins in our present called Loopers. So when criminal organizations in the future need someone gone, they zap them back to me. And I eliminate the target from the future. Oh la la. Loopers are well paid. We live the good life. And the only rule is, never let your target escape. Even if your target is you. Hey Trent. Hi Parth. Uh, another in-person discussion. What was the last time? Bottoms. Feels like a while. What? Yeah. Good to see you. You're looking well. Thank you. I guess maybe Saw X was our last discussion we did. But like that was with Kate Rot- Rotunda. Mm. Anyways. And yet here we find ourselves yeah. back at the dining room table. Yeah. Um, and yet I, speaking of dining room tables. Mm, 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 very mm, good. Mm, mm, mm. What have you been eating? Uh, well, what, 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 Trent, by my side over here on one of your dining room tables is... Well, there's not. There's just the one. Okay, on your dining room table is um, a, a bag of Swedish fish minis. And when I asked you what whether they were the, the fish were mini, you said no. It's because there's only five of them in a packet. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then when I opened up the packet, um, they were indeed mini Swedish fish. And you were like, I don't usually eat Swedish fish, so I guess I just didn't know. I didn't have a good frame of reference, I yeah. guess. But they are indeed mini Swedish fish. And um, I had two packs of them. Oh, so like 10 total mini Swedish fish? Some could say that. But they're about half the size. So in a way, I only, only have five. five. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you for that math equation. Yeah, I don't usually buy Swedish fish. They came into our lives through unusual means. They What does uh, that mean? You know, we had like our we have our inventory party at the equipment room and we play uh, we play exploding kittens. And that's a classic game. We have an odd system of uh, Anthony who's sitting over there can relate to this. Yes, Trent's I, Trent's roommate Anthony is um, thankfully being really silent um, in the corner around the corner and just listening to us talk. But um, as you get eliminated, it's supposed to be Kevin described as a sort of white elephant, but it's like as you get eliminated, you get to pick one of the gifts, Mm. which are all from like the international store or which I mean, this isn't but like the rest of them were like it was fish themed for whatever reason. So they was all sort of fish related things. Um, But most of them are undesirable. But the you know, no one is has the courage to take something from someone who has already taken it even though you're allowed right. to and, and like to some extent you're supposed to exactly but basically it ends up so that the further you get in the game the less desirable snack you get mm. and so anthony won and he ended up with meat crackers that sounds awesome which are we you know which he thinks are for a dog or for in some capacity but i can see them they're in my line of sight they're crackers with bone marrow in them and we're aren't you kind of a cracker with bone marrow in you? <laughs> Anthony Graceffo giggled at that. Nice. I, I just want the people to know. Um, Trent saved me. Um, after you used our word, Parth. Our word? Our. You know, the white people's word. Oh, wow. <laughs> and with the hard R, no less. Um, our. Sorry. No, uh, aren't kidding. you kind of a cracker with... Um, 
I don't know if I can make that joke. Anyways. No, I'm into it. Uh, oh, well, so long as you, the white man, are into it. <laughs> um, I'll give you... I'll give, you a, I'll give you a pass. Um, oh, no, great. Um, the listeners can't see, but I bowed down just now to Trent. I feel like we're, I feel like you ever see like a World War II helicopter like get shot and it's like the engine's going smoke and then it's like slowly going, crashing. I haven't That's- seen that, but I have seen us go cue the intro. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies each week. We talk about a film, and hopefully, have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. Last week, what happened? Parth? Wow, um, you were so, on such a good roll. I um, know. It had to end eventually. Um, last week, we talked with. Um, wow, I can't remember whether we did Eyes Wide. No, we did. Yeah, we did the Eyes Wide Shut interview. Yep. Um, part two. Yes, um, and I ended which we it, will be discuss, discussing next week. Yes, in the spirit of Christmas time. Um, but I did end our last episode very enthusiastically, saying, "Stay tuned for our next week, our Eyes Wide Shut episode." And here we are talking about um, Ryan Johnson's Looper. Well, I wanted the eyes. Well, no, you and, said that, and then I corrected you, saying that actually I think we'll be doing Looper next week. So I think we have not led the audience astray. But sh- I want. Um, Eyes Wide Shut to be released Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. So that, that'll be the next Sunday. Should we make it our mission to find the thinnest piece of connective tissue between Eyes Wide Shut and Looper? What is it? What do they have in common? Good like, directors. Good directors. Um, Stack cast. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but anyways, Trent. Parth. We're talking about Looper, not Eyes Wide Shut this week. Um, and is it you? Or is it me that has to give a 10-word synopsis? Um, you made the document, and I fell asleep for a portion of the movie, so I think it'd be a more interesting challenge for me to do it, no? Sure. But did, but you fell asleep and then rewound, and rewound back to it's where... It's true. That does incriminate me. Because more. I came over to Trent's house with the intention of recording, and I was like, Trent, just start the movie. I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just come in in the middle, and it'll be fine. And then I show up, and there's probably like like 40 minutes left in the movie. And I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. And then Trent goes, yeah, I just woke up. Um, oh, by the way, Trent left me outside of his house for 10 minutes because he was asleep. Oh, 10 minutes. Seemed more like five. Nope, said 10 <clears throat> at the time. But um, uh, then he finally came down and was like, sorry, I, I dozed off. I hope, yeah, 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> and then um, he was like, sorry, were you outside for too long? And I went, nope, I was outside for just 10 minutes. And then um, <laughs> he was like. the first I'm hearing of this number. Um, <laughs> uh, with your, how your memory works, it's it'll be interesting to discuss this movie. Um, but Trent's um, <laughs> not used to the, the battering. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, He's like um, the wife of a football player, and it's the Super Bowl season. And beating you up. Why would... Domestic abuse goes higher. During a Super... During sports season, yeah. Oh, well, I guess not... Not not if you're... You're the wife of of a sports fan. uh Uh-huh. And it's Super Bowl season. Or football season. Or whatever. Because you're, you're phrasing Super Bowl... That means your team is in the Super Bowl. That means you're, it's sure, good vibes all around. No. When, when, well, when your when, team loses the Super Bowl, you're not going to be thrilled. 
yes. But I think the wor- I think the people in the most danger is like the the wa- or the partners to people of very bad teams who are not even making the playoffs. Trent, domestic abuse goes up by forty percent during Super Bowl season. I'm not joking. So, do you mean the like the playoffs or no? Like like the weekend of the Super Bowl. I guess I shouldn't say Super Bowl season. Did you know the? Did you know that I'm not very well versed in sports? Did you know the Super Bowl is also it's like the second uh, biggest spot for sex trafficking like in the country. Yeah, you told the, me about that. The Mall of America. Someone told me that on a ski lift while I was teaching a ski lesson. And you know, once you hear those things, once you just present them like they're true forever. Go Packers or whoever. I, I, I don't care about sports. Anyways, um, I came over to Trent's house and he was like, I fell asleep and I, there was 40 minutes left of the movie. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad. And he went, yeah, I'm just going to have to rewind back to when I remember. And you rewound so far back. Yes, and I could hear your reactions as I was moving the cursor yeah. further and further. Yeah, I went, oof. And um, I settled at about the midway point. Needless to say, I was here at 3. It is now 520. Um, but... That's fine. We had some chilling out time that we had to some some just some God boys forbid. some fucking boys time. God for, God forbid there's any chilling out time. God forbid. Yeah, Trent, you need more chilling out time. All right, Trent, synopsis. Let's go. Oh, Ten words. Um. Okay. Let me just put aside every mean thing Parth has ever said to me. Um, Trent, that would take too long. It would. Okay. So, um, Bruce Willis. Well. That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> let's go with uh, JGL for the sake of brevity. And um, it makes it one word. It does. No, brevity. Um, so JGL, he is forced to... JGL is forced for- to... Kill himself, but chooses not to. But um, also, that, that, well, but all, no. Let's make this. A, let's make this a twenty word synopsis. Well, that was. Uh, well, that like describes like the first half of the movie. That I would and say then that the second half is like the exact inverse in yeah. a way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. The real synopsis is oh, in 2074, when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the Does target it's... is set into the past where a hired gun awaits. Someone like Joe, who one day learns the mob wants to close the loop by sending back Joe's future self for assassination. I feel like this misrepresents the premise of the film. Does it say 2074 in the movie? I don't remember. I don't I, think it does. I don't think it does either. Like, maybe people say 30 years ago, back, like, in that... But no, I don't think they do. So the budget was a, a humble $30 million, and the box office was a impressive $176.5 million. Parth you can hear how impressed he is. Yeah. But as we discussed, this uh, did lead him directly into uh, directing a Star Wars film. It did. So, uh, successful... By that I mean, metric. it made five times its budget. Over five times. It sounds pretty historical, production-wise, to me. Really? Does it? And how about, given that... What? What would you like me to say? The production history. Oh, okay. Well, Looper was originally conceived as a short film starting Joseph Gordon-Levitt shortly after making Brick, Ryan Johnson's first feature. After Ryan Johnson released The Brothers Bloom in 2008, he reteamed with his producer, Rom Bergman, who produced his previous two films with the goal of per- starting production on Looper in 2009. In May 2010, 
Gordon Levitt was cast in one of the lead roles where he would play in May 2010, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was cast in one of the lead roles, and he was going to play this after completing the film Premium Rush. Is that the biking movie? It is. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it. No. But I, I've heard it's good. I was just about to ask you, what the fuck movie is that? And then I had to brain blast to think, is that the biking through New York doing on some sort of mission movie? I believe it is. Nice. So later in the month, Bruce Willis was also cast, which... Um, such a funny because this then requires Joseph Gordon-Levitt to undergo a lot of makeup and prosthetics to look like. Isn't there no scenario like whatever actor they cast, they were gonna have to like change someone? I think there's some world in which you could get someone that looks a bit more like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bruce Willis has such a distinct look. But it's impressive that they basically just changed like his nose and his chin, his eyebrows. I think they, oh. they like changed this section of him uh, quite a bit, and it really sells the effect. Yeah, I guess it's impressive that those two people who look basically nothing alike just by changing a few, you know, designated areas. Definitely, Parth agrees as he takes a sip of water. <sighs> So, in the following October, Emily Blunt joined Gordon Levitt and Willis. Now, Trent admitted to me recently, I'm not on the Emily Blunt train, but by the end of this movie, we might be. Yeah, I think that was the first thing I said to you while we were watching the movie. After I told you that I was waiting outside the house for ten minutes? Ten. Um, As I said... Wait, I think, now that I think about it, it was like fifteen. Okay. Um, Let's... um... So Parth texted me, I hear, at 3.27, and I have a distinct memory of the number uh, 3.32 in my mind, of looking at the clock and no, then, no, for sure. and then gathering myself to go down to the door. So I think that we're more in the ballpark of five to seven minutes, just to clarify. And you called me, too, only once. So Twice, you, once at 3.27, once at 3.30. Yeah. Okay, so it took you 20 minutes to come down. Okay, okay so you clear, if you needed me that bad, if I didn't, you know, come by like 3.32, like you would have called the third time, you think. And by the well, time, well I there's also a case that I just lost hope. At a yeah, I, mean, I mean, you clearly didn't because you were still on the porch. You didn't, you know, leave, recede to your car to seek warmth. If you really... It's actually a nice day out. Did you, did you go outside at all today? Oh no, Parth! Thanks for humbling me. I no, I haven't been outside. Oh, it was today. a genuine question. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. It's it was like 50 degrees out today. It was pretty nice. But I think the only Emily Blunt movie I think about Oppenheimer. is Oppenheimer. Oh well, that I was actually into. Oh, maybe I'm on the train. Oh, he's on the Blunt train. But Edge of Tomorrow and this. Okay, Edge of Tomorrow is literally good. No, that movie's good. Her performance, whatever. And this, uh, whoa, whatever. Okay. Right. Well, I would say she's more whatever in this than Edge of Tomorrow. Oppenheimer, I refuse to say anything bad about. So. Yeah. And she was good in it. Makeup artist Katsuhiro Tsuji, I hope that's how you say the name, um, created the prosthetics that JGL wore in the film so he could look like Bruce Willis. The film's score was composed by Nathan Johnson, Ryan Johnson's cousin. Mm. The movie premiered September 6th, 2012 at the opening night of the Toronto International Film Festival and was then released theatrically in the United States on September 28th, 2012 by Film District with Sony Pictures over their genre label, TriStar Pictures. The Chinese version of the film reintegrates a substantial number of scenes set in Shanghai 
Uh, this was requested by the Chinese production company DMG Entertainment to appeal to Chinese audiences. Several of these scenes were shortened or cut for the American release. Trent, that was fun. Do fun facts. Joe, in parentheses, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, falling off the fire escape was filmed on the actor's 30th birthday. Gordon-Levitt was left hanging on the stunt wires while the crew sang famous the famous happy birthday song wow the famous happy Happy birthday song happy birthday and wheeled out a birthday cake to celebrate his birthday according to director ryan johnson noah segan kid blue oh took several classes to learn how to spin his gun around his finger johnson filmed several takes of segan spinning the four pound gun but ended up using the one where he nearly dropped it because he thought it was funny i saw that take in the movie i was like that seems like the sort of thing that's an outtake. No. That's like a silly fun, I'm, I'm a fun director outtake. There you go. Joe originally moved to Paris when he got older, which is why he spends the early scenes trying to learn French. However, Johnson soon realized that they didn't have the money to shoot in Paris. The Chinese distributors for the film offered to pay for the crew to film in Shanghai, and Johnson accepted. Hell yeah. Joe is seen studying in French without much success. Ironically, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is fluent in French. As you see in um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, he I teach, forgot about he that. teaches his sister French. Yeah. I'll have to tie it back in the movies we've previously covered on the show. Uh, Emily Blunt revealed that she agreed to star in the movie after reading half of the script. She didn't even know what her character was. Joe was born in 2019. That's the whole bullet point. Um, it's a fun fact. One might say Joe's pocket watch has an unusual face. <laughs> It is an example of a long case Turkish market clock featuring Ottoman hierarchical numerals, which derive from Farsi numerals. In parentheses, Persian variant. Parth, what about that? <laughs> Qualified it to make its way. It was an IMDb. Um, but That's also, sure. it's like you like said that. I mean, the listeners only ever hear the good takes, but like oh. every now and then we have to like stop and start a bullet point. And you can never really tell when, like, it's not necessarily that like, what you're saying is difficult, but but this one is difficult, and you, I have to commend you. You said it in one take. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I sort of made a joke out of overpronouncing all of the words because of how wordy all of these words are. Yeah, and when you just get like a wordy fun fact, are you ever just like pissed off, and you're like Parth? And I'm like, this fun fact, I give it one star. I'm like, this whole day has been one. You know, if I had to review this day, it'd yeah. get one star. Mm. So this is from <laughs> <laughs> this is the one star so review you, section. So if you can't, so if you can't tell by now, we're getting we're getting to the one star reviews. So this is from Funny Chick. I assume is the idea behind the name, but there's no you or I. Hey Parth, let's see if this chick's funny. What's the blog called? Cheap chick in the city. Cheap chick in the city? Cheap chick in the city. 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 Let's give her let's give her the fair shot. So the title is Confused! Three exclamation points. And this was February 18th, 2013. So this is a 10-year-old comment. Um, I was falling asleep. Very weird movie. And you have to pay attention to every angle and detail. 
my friend paid attention, paid with P-A-Y-E-D, by the way, paid attention and was still lost, said he had to watch the movie again to try to understand it. Movies are supposed to be entertaining. If you have to work to see a movie, then it's not really entertaining. Terrible. Can't believe I paid for this. So the second time she did pay it, it was the correct right. form. No, second time was also cor- incorrect. Oh, yeah, you're right. How did you do that? Yeah. So, um, no offense, this funny chick didn't say anything too funny. <laughs> no, it was not that funny. But granted, but one person a, did find that helpful. For a while, I really felt connected to the funny chick because I was falling asleep too during this i think for different reasons it is kind of a weird movie that you do have to pay attention to to every angle and detail but (laughs) she's uh more how does she compare to jill Jill brazer so jill brazer thinks that this is a 4k blu-ray was foreign product that did not have dolby atmos this was not the american release 4k release that has dolby atmos it only had five to one dts very disappointing exclamation point and one person found that helpful as well what's dts i don't know is it like bts so c ella um is that the name of the the band c ella (laughs) didn't even realize i had paid to watch this it was crap Annoyed to realize just today that I paid to watch it, exclamation point. Fuming, exclamation point. What I don't understand is... Yeah, I was just about to how, get this. How, how do you realize after the fact that you paid to watch something without also, going through If the you paywall? rented it, it was like, what, four bucks? Fuming? Like, you're like that pissed off? Like, I guess the only situation is that these are off of Amazon. Like, maybe you thought that this was on Amazon Prime, but it asks you, like... Do you want to pay for this? Would you like to start it now or later? And you can, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Amazon does do a good job. They both make it very easy to like buy things with like only a few clicks. But I feel like if you actually read the things of those two clicks, it makes it pretty clear. Right. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't feel that badly for Ella. Sorry. Oh, Parth's exhausted by that comment. By this comment. Yeah. Um, but what, but what I'm really curious about, Parth. All right, transition king. No, 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 I'm (laughs) tired, tired transition. Um, so Parth, you came in and you were just like emailing away and then you're like, Trent, Trent, uh, you should pay attention. Don't make small talk with me. Uh, I've seen this movie before. That is not what I said. It wasn't quite, it wasn't quite the sassy. Trent was leaving the room to get his phone. And, and I said, Trent, this is a good scene. You're going to want to watch this. And then I was like, Parth, what do the numbers on that piece of paper mean? And he looked blankly, no. blankly no. at me. I knew what they meant. I forgot where they came from. I said, where did the numbers come from, Parth? Okay. Explain to me this important plot point. He said, right, I have no point. idea. Not that I don't point. have the first clue. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so... Um, this this could be a real challenge. I mean, I just I theoretically have it fresh in my mind. You said you haven't watched it in two months. I wonder who wonder who knows more about Looper. Probably me. Yeah, probably. But it but 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 we'll find out. It's probably you. But we'll find out. Well, I would be shocked if you don't remember the ending. No, I remember the ending very distinctly. Yeah. Um, well, that would that would make this better than our collateral discussion in which you forgot the ending. 
Okay. Thank you, Anthony Graceffo. I don't know if you could hear that, but he said collateral sucks, which is not true. It's one of Tom Cruise's best performances, but it doesn't matter. Should play more bad guys. Anyways, um you know, you we saying? really should. What's the thing he what's the like the funny line you always do from uh collateral? Yo homie. Is that my briefcase? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. I didn't kill Tom him. Tom Cruise should play more bad guys. I didn't guys. kill him. Bullets in the fall killed him. I feel like he's the sort of guy who um in his like contract it's like I can't be a bad guy. Yeah, well, I think he just likes playing. Like, I don't think he's against being a bad guy. But, like, clearly, he played uh, Mr. Collateral, but, like... Well, yeah, in, in a less obnoxious way than, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's like, I can only get punched this many times, yeah. and I have to punch... Well, Tom Cruise is very happy to be punched and, like, like beat up as much as possible in his movies. Um, is is Tom Cruise in a... Uh, I, know, I know this is, like, the one way I can distract you and you not get upset with me. Is, mm. is Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies like beat to a pulp and um, like yeah he's he's most beaten up I would say in three and four mm. um, but he's like constantly getting hurt in all of them like all the time at, at like he by the end of like the fourth movie okay wait, by the end of the fifth movie he's he's like like actually drowned and died and then they revive him wait he dies twice in the series um one time he has his wife shock him so that um a bomb in his navel cavity will like short out and not explode wow um and then she has to shock him again and like resuscitate him um in the fifth movie he um drowns and then they have to resuscitate him um he, I mean, the sixth movie is just, we got, I got to watch the sixth movie with you just to tell you Tucker's actually did that. Um, cause I'm sure it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he goes through a lot of punishment. In I think movie. this is like my ideal way of ingesting an action film is just you giving me like the bare bones, like, like, uh, what happened behind just, the scenes? No. Um, just to be like, oh, so, and then Tom Cruise, he asks his wife to electrocute him. Be- oh, because he has a chip in oh, his brain. Oh, to slowly and, explain and, the movie to you? No, but because I'd rather ingest it that way. The- oh, oh, you don't want to actually have to watch the movie? You want me to just tell you what happened in it? It's it, it's 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 pretty funny when you deliver it that way. Okay. Without the context. Um, but what'd you think of Looper? Oh, oh. What's working in the Granted, granted, granted. It was two months ago. Okay, well, I saw like Describe. an hour and ten minutes today with you. Mm. Parth was <laughs> getting some work done on his phone simultaneously. Sent one email. My mom says, you know, Parth, my mom says there's no such thing as multitasking. It's impossible for the human brain. Trent, can't you barely single task? Well, that's just me, but yeah, she says that <laughs> other people can't manage to Sorry, tasks. Trent, I, that was mean. I didn't mean for it to be so. I'm just over here asking what worked and what didn't work. Okay, well, Trent, um, I guess I'll go first, given I've seen this movie multiple times. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have too much to say in the not the, uh, in the what's not working. I was vibing. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but this is a movie that I s- did not watch when it came out because we were like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, I mean, this will spoil a later section, but my parents like got it on home video and like started watching it and they were like, ah, this is boring. I don't like it. 
Um, I don't know why they sound like that. It's not really what they talk like. I was just going to say any 11-year-old who, like, has an awareness of Looper is, like, really, not to <clears throat> pun intended, is really in the loop. Um, mm. And But it seems I didn't mean I'm, I didn't mean to compliment you. Oh. Because it seems like you're the subject of that. But your parents turned it off. They're like Jill Brazer and Seeley and Funny Chick. Huh. um yeah well they just like i think they they just got kind of bored and they're just like ah whatever um but i think if i were to show them today like i don't think it would be the same reaction i think other like life got in the way um (laughs) uh, life uh finds a way um but um then later in life i watched it and i was like oh that's okay that's pretty good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um it's a movie that i've come back to pretty frequently over the years because um i'm a big sci-fi fan and this is i guess one of my favorite sci-fi movies um and i think it's uh, also i research for eye of the duck podcast uh past and future guest um and it was their first episode yeah and it's where i learned that adam uh my boss is a huge looper guy or maybe he told us he told us he's a big Ryan Johnson guy when he taught us, but uh, he's a huge Looper guy, and um, that made me want to watch it more and again. And I, I like really I grew from like being like yeah it was pretty good, and now I'm like I love this movie. Now Parth, I don't mean to push your good graces, but do you remember what their eye of the duck scenes were? Because I would love to hear. I do not. Well, I don't mean to spoil that. Well, this is like over like three years old now by this point, or maybe two years old by this point. But I know Adam's scene is the one where... Um, where they're talking? Hiding from the guy. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I can't remember Dom's, Dom's scene. I swear. I mean, in the recesses of my mind, I feel like maybe it's like the first diner scene, but maybe that's just Oh, like, yeah. I think you're right. I think you are right. But like I see the significance of both of those. Yeah. Coffee? Please. Black and some water. Anything else? We eaten. I ordered something. Steak and eggs, rare and scrambled. Two steak and eggs coming up. Must hurt. Wasn't sure you'd remember her. Yeah, I put it together. Clever. Another girl who works here on the weekends. Jen. Right. Less letters. That'd be better. Poor boo. I see. How's your friends coming? Good. You're gonna tell me I ought to be learning Mandarin? I never regretted learning French. situation for you but we both know how this has to go down i can't let you walk away from this diner alive this is my life now i earned it you had yours already so why don't you do what old men do and die get the fuck out of my way why don't you just take your little gun out between your legs and do it 
boy. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. And your face looks backwards. Yeah. So do you know what's gonna happen? You done all this already? As me? I don't want to talk about time travel shit. Because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. It doesn't matter. When I hurt myself. It changes your body. So is what I do now change your memory. It doesn't matter! Um, but not, this is not Eye of the Duck. Um, no, unfortunately. Uh, go, but do go listen to that episode. It's a good good episode, good podcast, good vibes all around. Yeah. Um, but it's a movie I really like. I, I think that it's uh, a really cool... You know how I love Tenet. Mm -hmm. This oh, is I, this is kind of the sure. anti-Tenet in that Tenet is like all about the rules and the like the things and the plot mm. and like and how things work um, in a way I enjoy because I like the world and the rules and the like forward go backwards like that's the fun. Um, but this is kind of blatantly tells the audience. Stop thinking about the rules. I mean, Tenet to some extent says that too. Uh, don't think about it, feel it. But um, don't try to understand it, feel it. But um, but like it really is like this is about the characters. It's about theme. This is about this stuff. The only thing that's coming to my mind while you're saying this is uh, when Bruce Willis delivered this line of dialogue, I was like, this should be a meme if it isn't already. But it's when they're at the diner and he's like saying something about the rules and he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> And um, it doesn't matter for No, him. it does not. No. Um, and I think but, it's... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to... I uh, I agree. It's 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 funny that you mentioned that. That's the anti-tenant. Um, this movie, like, sort of... It feels very original, even though it also feels like um, the... Just, it feels like they jammed, like, five different really cool sci-fi movies together. And this is what sort of came sure, out. Sure, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious to see the, like, Terminator influence um, and there was there was a moment where i felt blade runner there's blade well i guess well yeah, just like the like, dystopian yeah. city you yeah know, rain i mean i don't know if that can be like so i don't think it really visually resembles blade runner all that much though yeah um but like it, it definitely does have the dystopian element to it um but yeah I, there's definitely no farms in, in I, blade runner i think that this is a a really good script um that like a lot of things tie Brian Johnson is very good at setups and payoffs in a way like for example like the TK element well, well yeah that, that's that was I was like for I was just gonna bring that up because first I was like that's just like smart and funny and then like the kid having that is yeah. expanding on and making that so much thicker and well because about like halfway into the movie somebody or it's like emily blunt and joseph gordon levitt have sex and then she's like floating her um like lighter around mm -hmm. and then you're like oh it's like funny that this movie has telekinesis but it's like it's like super lame and like people yeah just useless. like float quarters yeah and then i was like hmm that's interesting that you say that because <laughs> um, that like leads on to be a huge part I, of the movie. Because I was like, this the little kid's just really smart. Yeah. Um, but like, but that's what I mean in that like y there's things that are set up that you don't necessarily think will be like coming back in a big way. Um, uh, but they do. And I, I also appreciate that this movie is rated R. And I think like a solid rated R, like Bruce Willis is killing children and getting blood 
the kids are getting blood on their face. Yeah, I guess the one time, yeah, we were like laughing as it was happening, as he was about to like shoot that kid. They did like shoot around it pretty selectively, so you didn't see like Bruce Willis like. Sure, act, but but he kills a child, like like in cold blood, kills a child. Yeah, maybe that alone earns you the R. Because I was thinking, yeah, there's a few like needless, topless people. And yeah. you could you could scratch those and maybe like and some curse some words. like cursing yeah yeah but maybe the maybe the violence and the, the killing kids is getting you there anyway and yeah. so you might as well just have fun might as well yeah Trent when was the last time you had fun um right fucking now oh there we go yeah you like um that? are we yeah um but yeah I I think that um it's also when I watched it the first time, I was just like, oh, that's like fun, like, like you know, whatever science fiction movie. But I think it's a movie that's become really thematically, um, it, it, it has a lot of like themes of like abuse and like cyclical, I mean, loops, if you will. Um, it, it, it does what I like the, uh, a lot of sci-fi, a lot of good sci-fi films do this, which is it uses the premise and places its main character, um, like the premise of the movie, it's best that it's happening to this character, if that makes sense. Like um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt not wanting to kill, or being stuck in this like loop situation, like he's stuck within this cycle of abuse where he was like orphaned and then um, had to resort to violence to live. And then he meets this kid who was kind of also orphaned in some way. Um, and then he has to break the loop um, to, you know, help get this kid the help he needs or, you know, things like that. And But it does that in a way that isn't, like, super, like, this is what the movie's about. You, do you know what I mean at all? Well, I I do know what you mean in real time because the movie ended and I was, like, I'm confused, and then you were like, he broke the cycle. He broke the loop. And yeah. so um, it, it, if, if, a half, if it can go over the head of a half-sleepy, half-stoned person, I think it's, it's doing its job of being subtle thematically, don't you think? Well, yeah, but I'm saying like as someone that wasn't half-sleepy, half-asleep, st- half half-stoned when I watched it for the first time, mm-hmm. even I didn't like... I did not pick up on it, but I was just like, yeah, no, like, you, do you know what I mean? Like, I like when a movie, it's like you can have fun based on the plot and action alone. Like, that is enough. No, and that's no, totally, well done. Totally, totally. It doesn't just have to be like the themes, but it is also fun when that's in service of a thematic core. You know what I mean? Imagine trying to like inject a theme into your movie. Yeah, how I try f- my best not to. How the fuck do you go about that? <laughs> I truly have not through all film school have not yet figured that out. Oh, Trent. Have you? I don't know that I've, tr- I don't think I've like figured, I don't think I've cracked the code, but I try. I think I have, a, I have the inverse problem. I feel like I have a thing I want to say and then I get too caught up in being like, but the audience needs to understand that that's what I'm saying. Um, and I should be more like Looper. Yeah. In, in, in all ways. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but Trent, what's not working for you? You said you had very little or not much to say because you enjoyed yourself. 
I certainly did enjoy myself. I also enjoyed the very ex- expansive cast. It just yeah. like really famous people kept um kept arriving and, and Paul Dano and Jeff Daniels and Emily Blunt, including her. Oh, um, was oh, that's interesting. Are you on the blunt train? I, is there anyone else I'm forgetting? Um Noah Segan, Kid Blue. Wait, that's not the little kid, is it? No, 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 no. But the little kid's really yeah, fucking good. Yeah, I was going to say, we might as well talk about how this little kid... Well, you were like, the little kid's really good. And then he like had his first dialogue scene with... Well, okay, with, so with this is JGL, this, and I was like, he, they're like competing for this. This is what happened. This is when I t- when Trent went to go get his phone. Is when the kid was gonna have like a big scene, mm-hmm. and I was like, Trent, you are gonna want to see this because <laughs> I was like, I just like know he's gonna be like, whoa, <laughs> um, yeah, that and that's why I, that's why I scolded you slightly, um, but um, he's like acting. Like I don't, I truly do not understand how you get this performance out of a little kid. Did they say he was ten though? That feels too. They old. say he's ten. He looks so young. Um, I yeah. mean, I think he had to be younger because he's eighteen now, and this movie is eleven years old. I just interacted with Jordan's cousin, who, granted, is like tall, but he's twelve, and I was like, this seems like a real person. Mm. So, like, the difference between ten and twelve is like. Like, yeah, I mean, that it, wasn't yeah. a real person yet, even though he's like the smartest dude. Well, alive. if you even look at like Viraj when he was twelve, as opposed to now, or you know, have mm-hmm. you seen Viraj lately? Yeah, big we, dog. We, we hang out sometimes. Oh, you do? Do you? He's a big dog. What do you do? Would with, he be thrilled? To, wh- why are you hanging out with my sixteen-year-old brother all the time? What's that about? Strictly platonic. Well, well, <laughs> I wasn't worried about that until you just said it. But um, uh, hang around a lot of kids. That's cool. Um, Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to drink some more. I can't think of um, anything that's not working for us. Can you think of anything? <sighs> um, No. This is a movie I really like. Like, this is, like, one of my movies. You know what I mean? This is why I wanted to cover it, because I wanted you to watch it. Is there nothing that's not working for us? I mean, I guess something... Well, I feel like maybe you were just sleepy. No, it. no, I was. It was that um, I um, bef- <clears throat> I started the movie and I was like, I should have an applesauce. And then instead I was like... I saw the applesauce, but uh, but um, unopened. Yeah, and then instead of having applesauce, I took like... Jor- Jordan made like these brownie things and then I put it in the microwave for 30 seconds and then I put some ice cream on top. And then so I ate that and then ob- that was what did the sleepy. It wasn't... It wasn't the movie. No. Um, the movie was very engaging. Good. Yeah. I am glad. And um, I felt like, um, I mean, I said this to you. I was like, some of these shots are very impressive. And like the first one that comes to mind, there's, uh, it's like Bruce Willis like shooting someone or maybe JGL. And then the camera like turns and you really feel the whole room and then it like turns back all the way yeah well there's a lot of like really interesting camera movement in this movie um that's very like it's it's like very precise but it's not yeah um, it's the precision it's not david fincher like it's a very particular kind of precise yeah no I you know felt what i mean too. is that continuous because you don't really feel that in like last jedi or maybe i think it's it's okay. less continuous there because yeah, like there's a, a particular movie. look 
Star Wars has to have. Yeah, I wouldn't say that you don't feel. Style. I don't think you don't feel Ryan Johnson style, but it's it, it comes back. I think that kind of camera movement in like Knives Out, mm-hmm. um, more so. Um, yeah, what about Glass Onion? Didn't that also work? in Glass Onion? Yeah. yeah. Did you watch Glass Onion? I did. I was like, this is worse Knives Out. I'll never think about this again. Uh, yeah, I won't have a good day. I, I enjoyed it, but uh, you know, it's. Not my favorite Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm well. I guess is another there thing be is a like third one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, His go. deal with Netflix was to make two more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want Ryan Johnson to go back to doing this kind of stuff because I think that like as much. I mean, I guess we can disagree on the Last Jedi, but like I think you've come around to like liking it well enough. Well, right? now all the cool people on the cool side of the internet like it, so I've I've done enough of my homework to start liking it, too. Even, really? Even though I haven't watched it in years, but if I were to ever speak publicly, I'd say I liked it. The, the Rise of Skywalker really killed my Star Wars interest. Pardon me. Yeah, my dad last night, um, I called him uh, before he said mean things about some of my film work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can scratch that. Um, I said, well, he was like, there was, came a pause in our conversation. He was like, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Watch, watch, watch Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, turn is the worst Star Wars movie you could be watching right now. Yeah. And he was like, yo, he got defensive. He's like, it's just on. Just on in the background. Not really watching it. Wow. Um, but at least Ryan Johnson's not. I'd rather he watched The Last Jedi. Yeah. So at I. least there's the cool snow, like the salt, the salt thing at the end, mm. like that shit. Yeah. Crate. Oh, is that the name? That's the name it? of the planet. Oh. C R A I T. Aren't you the Star Wars fan? Um, I. Almost, I'm being genuine about this. Are you still a Star Wars guy? Uh, I don't want to be quoted as a Star Wars guy. I I was a Star Wars kid. Perhaps I feel and like freshman year. You were like very. I love Star Wars. I almost sent an email today to um, a professor saying, "Help me insert their name. You're my only hope." As in, very good, um, because I want them to give me an SPN to let me take their class. Um, very good. <clears throat> Out of curiosity, which class? It's a creative writing class. Good. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is as much as I enjoy his work in Star Wars mm-hmm. um, and I like Knives Out, I like those movies for the most part, mm-hmm. um, I think this is where he does his best stuff. I want to see Brick. I hear so many good things Brick about is that. good. Brick is fun. Um, Brick is like – I think he he's, a f- he's kind of fun when he's like forced to go darker. He's kind of been going lighter with each movie. Him, I know like – is Brick about like a school shooting or something? No, Brick is a murder mystery. Um, where but it's like at a high school. It's at a high school, and there's like this like underground world at this high school, mm-hmm. and it's like people like talk in like weird lingo and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, he's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like Are this they is like they're bu- they're like buddies. Oh. Um, and that's why Joseph Gordon-Levitt is attached to this movie. Um. And he plays like a high schooler, like it's like kind of like a noir ish, like new neo noir um, set that, in present time. That feels like that would give me like tenfold the what I felt watching Looper, 
is when yeah is like the let's go make a movie sort of movie yeah when uh things well that's what you said is that this i mean i guess you could also finish this thought but no, um you told me during one of the scenes you're like this is like a pretty well shot movie and some shots look like really really great and then some shots aren't bad but they look but they make me feel like oh i could make something like this like this is approachable um, well, that and just and some shots are meme shots. And some shots, yeah. The, I mean, I said this at a particularly appropriate time. It's when like everyone was like levitating in the air, and which it, you can't help but look silly. Yeah. But like it would just cut to like Bruce Willis or Emily Blunt <gasps> levitating or a given uh, have having a reaction shot, and I was like, this is just like memes. Yes. These are just different memes stitched together. Um, but it's inspiring that. Um, that that Disney, I mean, can can see the best parts of it and be like, can write you a big old check be for like, two hundred million dollars and, and like, the keys to one of their let's dance biggest cash cows. Yeah, is the are we not gonna see a Star Wars movie in the theaters for the next couple of years? There's one that they're working on that I think that uh, I don't. Do I care? I don't. I, I think I, do. I don't. I think I really I'm don't. I'm proud anymore. of us. Yeah. Well, it's Rise of Skywalker genuinely killed every... Every hope you had. Like, not only did it kill my interest in seeing the new Star Wars stuff, it has, like, almost entirely killed my interest in re-watching the old Star Wars stuff that I do really like. It really, like, put a sour taste in my mouth and made something that was so wonderfully weird and from the mind of, like, a bizarre individual, George Lucas I'm talking about, um, and then made it super corporate and cynical and now i fucking hate it and all the like discourse that surrounds it is pretty toxic and bad yeah here's the funny thing is i think i don't want there at all to be another trilogy of films and yet i think that's the only way you could get me to care again because all of these like spin-off little things well, and TV shows. We I mean not not to like talk about not Looper on the Looper discussion, but we talked about Revenge of the Sith with um with <coughs> I the Duck. I the Duck <clears throat> pod. Um and Dominic Nero, um new father. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations. Um he we when we were talking about it, he said like I don't care about Star Wars when it's not about the Skywalkers. That's mm. what it. That's what it's about. We need to talk about like that's what I care about. Mm. Stop with all this bullshit. Wow. And so, I remember had to say, at the time, it all clicked. In I did place. not. I did not think that. No. I was like, well, because I. I think that like, especially because like Rise of Skywalker makes like Rey a Palpatine and stuff. I'm like, well, it doesn't need to be connected to the Skywalkers. Yeah. Because needs to be good because we care about Ray. Yeah, like it doesn't need to be that. Like it, that's just like whatever. But I, th- I think I've kind of come around to that line of thinking in that I kind like I don't. Why? What stuff do I care about? It kind of is the Skywalker stuff, like that, like family drama stuff. And here's the thing: is I don't think you needed to make Ray a Palpatine and you know whatever. But ultimately. Star Wars is a very limited concept. You need lightsaber battles. You mm-hmm. need the Force. You need Jedi. Yeah, and like shootouts. And I kind of think troopers or robots. I kind of think everything outside of that is not that interesting to me. It's fun, extraneous material, 
but it used to be just extraneous material. And now it's like, you gotta watch the book of Boba Fett to know what happens in Mandalorian season three. And you need to know Mandalorian season three because in Mandalorian season three, they're going to set up some stuff for Ahsoka. And in Ahsoka, they're going to finally make sense of why all those freaking Star Destroyers were in episode nine. And I'm like, I do not fucking care about any of this bullshit. No. That's like when someone um, tells you as an adult to watch a Star Wars The Clone Wars. And oh, you're, and you're yeah. like, it's time to grow up, buddy. That's, well, that, that's the thing. Well, okay, so this this movie is kind of like, I feel like if you were to ask me, like, even five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, no, Last Jedi. Like, that's like the most interesting Ryan Johnson movie to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't care about Star Wars. Like, I wish there were more, like, give me like 10,000 more loopers. Like, I want like $30 million high concept like kind of action, kind of drama movies, hell yeah! Yeah, you could make like thirty loopers for the price of of one Last Jedi, or like twenty or like fifteen. You, How much it costs? Like half a billion dollars? No, I no. Uh, Last Jedi costs two hundred million dollars. Oh, um, so but you, you can get like six. Loopers. Yeah, you can get six loopers, um, yeah. which is not insignificant. No, I mean you could pretty much get seven loopers. Um, and it's twenty, it's two hundred and ten million if you add that all up. But um, like I think that this is the stuff I want Ryan Johnson to go back to making. I don't know if you're gonna get that. Really, you don't think he'll stop making Knives Out movies? He's only contracted to do one more. I mean, I know that he's said he would like to continue making them, but I kind of he, just assumed he maybe would. Maybe he'll make... get it genre wise, but budget wise. I feel like once you once you go, once you go big, but the Knives Out movies aren't. The Knives Out movies are like the similar budget levels. Yeah, I guess I. No way, they're like fifty or sixty or seventy. Well, maybe, but I'm saying like mid mid budget. Yeah, but I I I don't think they are that that much more expensive. Yeah, no, Knives Out is forty million. Oh wow! And then Glass Onion is also forty million. Wow, wow, we still. I mean, I guess. Still operating in the mid-budget range, just to inspire us. Well, I think that's like he, where he'll do his most interesting stuff. It seems like yeah, most of the money is being spent on a really good cast. Because like I love a big-budget act. I mean, my favorite movie of last year was Top Gun: Maverick. So like, obviously, I'm not opposed to big Spending dumb movies. Money to make but money. Like, yeah. yeah, but like, I think when he has to contend with like, I gotta have like really cool lightsaber battle. I gotta have like spaceship battles. Like. Obviously, like, that's tethered to Star Wars. But if you were to, like, make a Marvel movie, I gotta have them fighting the big bad. I got, you know, like, when you have those things that are, like, checklist things that you need to have in the movie, I feel like it precludes you from making more interesting stuff like this. And it is cool to be like, I'm just gonna hire, like, the most, like, famous cast and then have them... Or, like, not do anything too, uh, like, CGI-oriented that would cost a bunch of stupid money, and they're just going to, like, talk in rooms. That's... Exactly. And then they're going to, like, chase each other around a little bit, and then... Uh, well, the most... And then it'll make, like, four times the The money. craziest thing that happens in this movie is a few people float. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think that this is, like... And her- a lot of the action is, like... You know, person like, shoots gun. Yeah, person shoots gun. Person, you know, like falls either back. gets hit or dodges. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's not like fucking crazy like 
things blowing up all around and and once you get settled on the farm you're you're on the farm yeah it's like season two of the walking dead you're on the farm it's like avengers age of ultron are they on the farm and they're they're on a farm for like the middle section of avengers age of ultron avengers age of ultron is one of the first uh movies i walked out of and i was like was that bad i think that was bad okay well i I do actually like avengers age of ultron but i'm in the significant minority on that front um (laughs) but uh Hmm? Oh, I was just laughing at the fact that you like something that I consider so bad. Yeah, you probably haven't seen it in ten years, but no big deal. Yeah, it's true. Um, I just—I was like, who are these Avengers that I don't care about? <laughs> and why the- are they in the Age of Ultron? I was like, where's the Hulk smash? Mm. Who's this Ultron guy? Right. And how old is he? Oh, very good, <laughs> very good. Well, Trent, this episode's been going on. We've been recording for fifty-three minutes now. I'm proud of us, given we've barely talked about Luke. Yeah, we've done our best not to. Yeah, I, I, I could feel... we talked about Tom Cruise, Star Wars, Star Wars. Knives Out. It's, uh, you know, the other day, in, uh, we were talking about rotoscoping and animation class. Oh, good. Now we're talking about animation. And someone brought up a Scanner Darkly, and then someone brought up Apollo 10 and a half. Oh, my God. And, and all I can do is laugh, because... Uh, that movie doesn't require to be talked to. <laughs> we talked to Bruce Curtis, the production designer, Trent. And I hope he's doing well. Yeah, well, he did <laughs> He did good work. Um, yeah, yeah. Animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even be just like drawing this stuff? Oh, Trent. I'm kidding. <laughs> go, list, go listen to you our You needed animal. to put the stuff so then they can draw it. Rotoscoping. Um, where should people listen to us? Well, Trent, we need to do the rating <laughs> gauntlet. Wait, it's oh, getting wow. kind of hot out here. Oh no, my skin's burning. Welcome to the ratings gauntlet. My Wait, skin! yeah, okay. Well, what is what's happening to it? It's burning. Is it? It is. Do you think Your the electric? Bo- do you think thin. the nuclear bomb is finished by now? Now it's done. Okay. So, Parth, would your mom like the film? Would you rewatchability uh, rate out of ten? And one. would you recommend it? And would you recommend it? Even though it's, you know, I feel like that one's kind of redundant. Just gonna say that is now is the moment where we fix this yeah, after like a hundred plus episodes. Well, I feel like we've slowly added like, well, we're gonna reach two hundred episodes next year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I think now is the exact moment where we scrap. Would you recommend? Because it pretty much is tied to the whether you you, you, you read it like, like it, over yeah. a six. Yeah. Um. I guess I would say, hundred percent. I would rewatch it. I have rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Um. My I think my parents would like it. Like my mom would like oh, it. Oh, this if time we around. rewatched it. Is it still sitting on the fateful DVD rack? Well, Blu-ray rack for me. <laughs> Oh, even back then, they were so tuned in? Well, well, the reason I am the way I am is because my dad is always future think forward thinking. In oh, terms yeah? of, he was the first one to get um, VHS when that became a thing. He was the first one to get DVD when that became a thing. He was the first one to get HD DVD when that was a thing. He was the first oh. one to get a Blu-ray player when that was a thing. Too bad about HD DVD. Yeah, seriously. See, they can't all be winners. Uh, so is there still a bunch of VHSs kicking around somewhere? Or when, he, when the new generation comes, does he like scrap what he has? He doesn't like throw out the... Well, VHS is kind of like tough to like really because you can keep your dvds and still put put them in a blu-ray player but you can't really do much with the vhs tape yeah. 
Um, but we we do have a a few boxes of VHSs. And VHSs aren't like vinyl where you can like argue for them. They're well, just that's like worse. that's like they're they like VHSs worse. are like coming back. Like people well, people coming back like as them. in like to buy at a thrift store and like put on your. But shelf I'm like, maybe. why? Why? It like like the thing about vinyl is it is better. Like it is technically more information. Or at than, least it has an argument to be than, made, even than, though it's like largely annoying. Sure, but like it is, it does hold more information than if you were to buy the song off iTunes. It is technically better audio quality if you have the right vinyl player and all this other stuff. But VHS is like an objectively horrible, horrible way to watch a movie. But I have such fond memories of it, don't you? Like, No, the memories I have are my parents telling me to get up and go rewind the tape. Well, that too. Maybe it's just like the plastic shell cases of like Shrek 2. I like I the can, look. Like, that I, I can, like the like, look feel. of the... Yeah, I like the aesthetics of like putting something on my shelf. Um, but I guess you can only fit like fucking like 12 of them on a shelf because they're so fucking big. Well, yeah, they're, they're like a huge, cumbersome, like very easily broken. And they have none of the advantages of DVD in terms of like bonus material or no. like I'm going to give you like a fun little piece of paper inside or something. It's it, genuinely it, it, it an just... <laughs> awful, awful way to watch a movie. And I do not understand the appeal or why people care about it. Like I enjoy, I enjoy it on like a an aesthetic level like the boxes are cool so like i understand why someone would want them but there are people online who will legitimately tell you like there's no reason we should have blu-rays of old movies like that's not how they're meant to be seen and i'm like you sound like a fucking dunce what do what do they think is the alternative they think they would prefer they're like there's something about the like oh it's like it's not it's not real it's 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 um like movies should only be seen in their best quality in the theater and I'm like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. Because I agree like, that why, like, why would I'd I rather not? watch a movie in a theater, but if I had to watch a movie at home... Might as well get the best I'm not going to put possible. in the, the VHS of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'm going to put in the 2001 4K edition like a fucking man. Yeah. You're going to break out your steelbook. You're going to pop it open. Oh. And Why is this getting gonna, so and, sensual? And you're gonna because it's two thousand one space odyssey. Right, yeah. And you're gonna do your worst, and then by the end of it, you're just gonna be do a, my worst. A big baby floating through space, looking at your mm. past self dying in a white sterile. Spoilers! Room. Spoilers! Sorry to everyone that hasn't seen. Well, I actually haven't seen two thousand one in you're, full. You're ridiculous. You went to film school, Parth. I saw the opening. Do you know how many times I was tasked with watching it? Like three, like three. Trent, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but um, I would uh, have rewatched it. I think my parents would like it, and I give this a nine out of ten. Wow, I think my parents would enjoy this, but I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know if I'm ever gonna if this is high on their. I don't think this will list. be on the Friday night movie movie time watch. For whatever reason, it's like this is a movie that I loved watching. But if not for the pod, I feel like I would have continued to have not watched it. But that doesn't mean... But if you liked it, you no, wouldn't. No, I certainly did. But you know those movies where it's like you know you'll like it and you're just... Yeah, going no, through I know what you li- mean. And you're just going through life like every day, like watching some stupid bullshit instead of just watching the movie that you should watch that you'll know that you'll like. Sure. Sort of like me and Looper. But it's like when you put all, you know, and then you start a film podcast with your friend Parth to give yourself a platform to watch such things. And once you do that and 
host about 200 episodes where Parth does most of the work. Then you finally have an opportunity to watch Looper. And you learn that it's like an 8 out of 10. Whoa, wow. And you learn that you would rewatch it um, because Parth gave you his voodoo login. Um, and so you have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, my like like I said, I think my mom would like it, but um, it's like I recommended Prisoners to her, and that's so much darker. Yes, than it, this movie. It is, but as crazy as this sounds, you are about to say some crazy shit. This movie is like, it's not. But if, like, one more bad thing happened, it would be too dark for my mind. I, but I kind of know what you mean. <laughs> I kind of know what you mean by that. But it's not there yet. But it's yeah. almost there. Sure. I think it's something more fucked I up with the kid killed. happened. But if more fucked up things happen. Like, a kid is killed, but a kid's not, like, tortured or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if something, like, really, like, upsetting happened, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, but Prisoners is pretty clear. Child abduction. Yeah. That's upsetting. But that... I mean, I guess both movies have pretty happy endings. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they... I mean, Looper has a more happy ending, I would say. Well, both movies are like, are the, is the protagonist dead? Sure. Well, well I, mean, I mean, in here... In we, Looper, we it's, know, it's obvious that he's dead, but... But, I mean, uh, we, you saw it live, and I was like, is this movie over, or is the next 30 minutes going to be him coming back, and it's going to be a whole thing? But I'm happy it wasn't. No. You close the loop. Very few movies nowadays, you just see someone after you've stuck by them for an hour and 45 minutes, turn their blunderbuss around and just blow their fucking head off. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone else is happy. The loop is closed. Right. Everyone gets, it's less than two hours. No one comes back from the dead. There's no, like, third act craziness. It's done. You can listen to us. That should happen in like the office. Yeah. 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 So you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or um, really wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make sure to go check us out on our social media, um, Instagram, Twitter. Those are the two we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, We may be soon expanding. Oh, God. To what? You don't even want to know. You do not even want to know. Um, don't even say it. It's TikTok. A- um, <clears throat> oh, sigh from the other room. It's I like know. it's like it's like no one wants to, but if like if, but if you want to like grow if, your if platform. you want to like succeed in any way, shape, or form, it's the unfortunate truth. Yeah. Maybe that's like the inconvenient truth that Al Gore is talking wow. about. <laughs> the fact that <laughs> if you want to succeed in your art form, you need to make a TikTok. Um. Next week, Trent will have his wisdom teeth out of his mouth. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, that's that's a, The Shining. Yeah, but, but same same vibe, same vibe. Dun 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 dun. I wish we could time. It's eyes wide shut next week. Discussion. I, I know, like my mom probably isn't gonna let me take the painkillers and like. I, I wouldn't take the like. Vicodin or whatever they give you, like I, I, I know. I just wish we could tie that into our eyes wide shut discussion somehow, don't you? 
where Trent like gets mi- fucked up on like some like really strong painkillers. Doesn't that feel like a missed opportunity? No, I mean a little bit. Yeah. Well, the the real missed opportunity is not to record immediately after you've gotten your wisdom teeth. Well, that's moment. the best case scenario. Yeah. You should have invited me. Apparently, my parents need to be present for the entirety yeah. of the thing and then drive me home. So they would really bring the mic. They would, I'm sure the people that were I know someone peak. that drove themselves home. No, that's like illegal. I know, but they did. Oh, I feel like that my, like they at like my they orthodontist they would not let that happen. Yeah, no, mine either. Warren? <laughs> Warren Sanford, he wouldn't do that. Uh, well, wish me luck. Good luck, Trent. Thank well, you. by the time this comes out, they'll be out. No, oh, either. Wow, well, it could be like I. It could be like I could be dead, or this operation will be successful and uneventful. Yeah, it's, those are the two options: is that's a successful operation, or Trent will be dead. I, I would be lying if I said that the a few different scenarios hadn't played through my head in the past couple of days of this somehow killing me. Trent, you gotta chill out. Well, someone, you don't have to be so stressed. Well, it's going to be okay. Someone was like, aren't you... They're like, are you getting put put under? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting put under. And then they were like, aren't you afraid you're not going to come back? And I was like... <laughs> and I, was like I wasn't. I wasn't afraid. Um, and they were like, oh, I... They just put me a little bit under, but I could feel like... That they were inside me, but oh. but I was... I will say, I did... Well, this might scare you more, oh, but God. I woke up just as they were removing the last tooth. So, like, I could feel them going... Yeah, being in that in-between space is pretty much my worst. It was, like, That's my worst fear. Um, and that is what I'm afraid will happen. But Trent, so long as you don't have heavy drug use, like, I'm sure the... The the drugs don't have any effect on you, that or they aren't. They will. They, they will have the proper effect on you. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Bye, guys. Uh, next week, eyes wide shut. Ideally. What's the eyes wide shut music? Dun 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 dun. dun I was doing dun. it. No. You d- you went. Both good though. Yeah, both good. <laughs>